TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 4,333,255 uh, with <laughs> Australia's number one wellness expert. He is the Greek god, the Icarian legend himself, as we preview or review the Blue Zone's Secrets of Living to 100. Dr. Damien Christoph, how are you? Great man. I'm um, great, thank you, Piercy. And let me tell you, gee, it's been great the buzz that this uh, little documentary has created. Seeing Thea up and about, she was displaying a new DVDs the other day that she received DVDs. I thought, what is that little round thing that she's got there? What is that thing that she's been sent from Netflix? Oh, this um, is so good. And uh, it's from the vault. It's a little thing <laughs> called a DVD. I don't think it's a Blu-ray. I think it's a DVD. So, <laughs> well no. done. That's how far, and they will still have the technology on Ikaria to play a DVD. I'm looking around, I haven't got a DVD player anywhere in the house anymore, so I don't know how I'd do it. Hey, I've got two things to tell you about that. I actually sent Thea a VHS videotape times four, but she thought (laughs) she would show how um, innovative she was and how much ahead of the time she was, and she burnt it onto a DVD uh, so that she could show us that she's up with the times. Is that um, true? No, that's not true. That's just me oh. putting a bit of mayo on it. But I also oh, reckon that Thayer probably said, I'm sorry, guys, the Wi-Fi here does not work. Can you yeah. send it to me? <laughs> yeah, can you send me a hard copy? Um, can, and can you print it on paper A hard for me? copy? That's so funny. Because as we tell people who are joining us in Ikaria, and if you're going to be one of them, we're off there August 22 to 31 in mm-hmm. uh, 2024. All the details at 100notout.com. When people are applying um, to come to Ikaria, we are the first ones to say, now look, hope you're not running a business whilst you're over there or expecting to be paying wages because you're not going to get the strongest uh, Wi-Fi. And um, as you said, Damo, the poor people of Ikaria, no coconut trees, not much mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. How do they survive? <laughs> How do they survive? It takes a long time to upload a story, put it that way, on the yeah. Instagram. Um, very long time. Sometimes it doesn't even work. But oh, anyway, now, tech, one of... aside, tech aside, hasn't yeah. it been exciting? And isn't it unbelievable how many people are watching this? And if you're not watching it yet or you haven't watched it or you're still partway through it, Push on through. It shouldn't be difficult to push on through. It's a really well put together program. And there's little bits and pieces in there that – Got my goat, which I would like to talk about, PC. Um, <laughs> and, you know, not – well, yeah, I think we, we need to drill down on it because I think that's part of – this is a big part of the problem of um, why the generations after us as a generation will struggle to make it to 100. Um, and so I'd like to just have a look at that, have a little bit of a chat about it. Um, but it is a really great thing that longevity has been put on the map properly. And I know that when Dan first wrote his book, start, people started to talk about it. You and I were already doing our thing, and there was just such great excitement about it in the early days of well-being and wellness. Then it sort of kind of become a bit medicalized. People trying to biohack their way through life to get to an end point. I don't know about you, mate, but I took a B vitamin this morning. 
and the smell of the B vitamin make me want to puke. And so I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, imagine I had to take 54 different bloody tablets so that I could live to 100. I'll tell you what, I'd tap out at 75 right now if I've got to take all those tablets just to get there. So I'm trying to find a, a lifestyle way of actually making it there, you know, getting there through lifestyle as opposed to getting there through biohacking it. Well, there is so much. So you've tabled a bit of a next-gen conversation. I do think your point that you've raised is really important for a lot of people, and this is around the newness of this. This is not a new conversation. The Blue Zones book, and again, we gave all credit to Dan Butner and his team of researchers at National Geographic and the rest. The book came out in 2008. So let's be really clear about this, folks. If If you're watching this Netflix series for the first time, it's not new information. It's just been done in an audiovisual way that is compelling. I think um, on top of the fact that we could hardly travel for a couple of years, just being able to see uh, these often remote places is a really compelling like visual um, engagement practice, if you know what I mean, because we've all been watching either sport with empty stadiums or like rom-com series that are all very like you know how do you do this is so novel and unique which i know is a part of what people love about the trips that you and i do demo we call it like a holiday with meaning and and deep and meaningful you know and purpose it's not just lying by a pool in bali even though that can be great as well like there's a novelty factor and there is no doubt that there's a novelty factor to longevity because for a lot of people their longevity is disgusting it is not just 55 pills and potions it's 18 medications it's all types of appointments it's a social life being made in a waiting room um Mm -hmm. and you know as you mentioned you know and we'll talk about the next generation but i think we probably both agree quantity of life is probably not going to be the problem it's the quality of that quantity of life that is something that we really need to be mindful of so let's go to ikaria let's go to episode three of uh Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zones. Of course, we have a soft spot for this episode because mm-hmm. for us, we took our first trip to Ikaria in 2016. It was with Sweet Relief demo that I saw uh, Thayer featured. We saw Ilya make a cameo. That's Thayer's husband. We yeah. saw Ilya's auntie Vaso almost Vaso. take the limelight. Oh, didn't who she? we actually spent time with on her patio interviewing her and that she was featured on an episode of 100 Not Out maybe five or six weeks ago, it's around, you know, Vaso lives alone, but she's not lonely. Uh, we also saw um, Costas and family up at the Afiani's winery, um, which was awesome. But what were your impressions when you watched episode three, if we break it into two, Icaria and Costa Rica, what were your impressions, Damo, when you watched this um, vision and conversation around the way of life in Icaria? Yeah, well, immediately um, I, I was a bit emotional actually to see it all there and to see you know all of our people um, hanging out with Dan. That was pretty cool. Um, and I'm claiming them, Dan. I don't mind if you were there first. Uh, we got there second, and we spent a lot more. Even time though if Dan's son got married at Thayer's Inn and all the rest yeah, of it, yes. it doesn't matter. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really great. It was really great to see all of that, and it was great to have Thayer on there. Um, continuing our message. Like I, I felt that, you know, she was able to continue the message, but also to have Vaso there and to talk about wine being her favourite flavour of coffee, which I, <laughs> I thought that was so fitting, you know, so great. But also then using different peas and beans, you know, to get their flavours. And it gave you a real sense of not a whole lot's changed in Ikaria um, and not a whole lot 
um, appears to be changing. Yes, maybe there's some development. We know that there is. We can, we've seen some improvements in infrastructure, all of that sort of thing. Um, but the discussion around the longevity of the people in uh, in Ikaria was as pure in this episode as what it felt like it was when we were first learning about it and then when we first went there, which I really liked. And um, we weren't trying to find the nutritional – they weren't trying to reveal the nutritional secrets, you know, what was the magic bullet in the nutrition of, of the Icarians, they were looking at the other components of longevity. And it was really probably about this point uh, in the in the whole series that I realized that this whole series that Netflix has put together with Dan is going to be more um, comprehensive in the discussion of longevity, which is in line with 100 Not Out, uh, about the lifestyle of longevity as opposed to the nutrition of longevity, which is what we've been craving for such a long time. So it satisfied my cravings. Yeah, I love the focus, which we often say to people when they're planning to come to Ikaria, there is no flat land in Ikaria. Um, so you must have physical vitality in order to be there or else it literally will spit you out. Um, so I love that there was the focus on that. And I do think, you know, we're often saying like centenarians love coffee, wine, and chocolate. I was actually quite, again, relieved that um, Dan and the producers were happy to go there. Like to actually exactly. say, you know, what's your favorite herbal tea or whatever it was that came yeah. up and Vaso says red wine. I'm like, oh, red wine. because I feel <laughs> like alcohol has almost become one of those PC, almost like don't talk about it. It's, it's, either, it's either you're a drunk or you're a yeah. teetotaler and yes. you can't be one of those people that can just have one or two and stop there. I know yeah. there are people that genuinely struggle to stop at one or two drinks and then I know there are people that just don't drink and I love everyone wherever they're at. But yes. I think the being okay to actually project this vision of elderly people loving a glass of wine. Um, yep. And I love that he went to the grave of Stomatus Moriatus and told that, that. Told that story. That? Um, yeah. Because also I feel like, again... Because that wasn't my, his story. That wasn't his story, was it? Like, no, that it wasn't, wasn't one. Oh, yeah, sorry, go on. That wasn't his his story originally, was it? Like that was another story that we saw that on Channel Seven, I think, didn't we? Oh no, that's definitely a Dan Butner story. He leads was the it? chapter in Ikaria with that story. In, sorry, he leads right. the the book with that story. But I think, but I think again, again, to put my journalist hat on, um, we call it newsjacking when we find a story, we then go and hijack it. So I know the BBC. Uh, went out there to his property and other properties. So they, they hijacked. It's a good thing to do. Don't, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But now Dan definitely gets to own it. But what I okay. loved is that, again, it's almost a bit of a COVID hangover um, in that if you did something not purely medical, you were seen to be, I don't want to say conspiracy theorist. Maybe we called it an anti-vaxxer in the COVID times. But I, I love that Dan was happy to go there to the point, to the place where Stomatis Moriatis essentially shunned the oncologist. He was like, okay, I know you're telling me like you're just giving up on my life, but I'm going yeah. to go to Ikaria, quote unquote, yeah. you know, to die. And yeah. he never died, and he didn't. Yeah. He didn't take the um, the yeah. well. Yeah, well, forty five years later, that's right. He did eventually. <laughs> that's not a bad gag by you. Um, he, but I, it, it's almost like oh, so he didn't go down the full on medical path, and he actually thrived. It's like. Oh, so we're allowed to tell that story. Like, that's okay. And we can even make it inspiring. And I just think it gives people permission to go, okay, like every health professional from any walk of life, whether you're 
TCM naturopath, chiro, physio, acupuncturist, medical doctor, neurosurgeon, cardiologist, whatever. You're always yep. going to give the best recommendations in the context of the field that you play in. But the Absolutely. way that the story unfolded in that Stomatis did his own thing, it's like Dr. You we talk about in chiropractic, you know, like you, you're, you and your body are the greatest doctor. I just loved that he had the courage to share that story because I almost feel like if that story or that series came out in the height of COVID and, and vaccination stat statistics around who isn't, who isn't vaccinated, to kind of have a story of someone that didn't take the oncologist's advice. And yeah. it just would have been poo-pooed. Uh, well, I, I perceive it would have been absolutely shot down. Um, yeah. So I love that, yeah, with Ikaria, because they are renowned as being a fiercely independent community and population. You know, they are the ones that like, I'm not going to the doctor for a cold. Just give me a glass of red wine or a rosemary yeah. tea and I'll be fine or, 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 some, or some honey. You know, yeah, like honey. Heather yeah. Honey. Um, yeah. They are that typical, just they don't go to the doctor that often type thing. And I kind of love that they had the courage um, to go there. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's very real. Um, and it seemed, I mean, oh, clearly it's edited and all put together, but it just felt real. Like it was a real conversation, real dialogue, and a real expose on uh, the strength of the eye care and lifestyle. And I think I just want to go back a little bit. You said something earlier, which I think was um, poignant. Uh, was around the tablets and all that sort of stuff. Um, off the back of a news article just the other day, um, it, it might have been in The Age or something, and it said um, the foods that cause cancer um, or the foods that are linked to cancer, and, and one of the foods in there was red meat and another food was processed meat and then another food was alcohol. Um, and so I, I've been doing a um, – a chat on the radio, like you know this, and so on two AY the other day and three um, NV, I think it might be Northern Victoria. I think that's what that stands for, something like that. Um, I was on there, and they asked me, "Do these foods cause cancer?" Anyway, the conversation came up today on the golf course. I was playing golf today, and uh, the conversation came up on the golf course. Do do does red meat cause cancer? And what do the do the people who live in the blue zones do they eat red meat? Um, and I, of course I said yes. Like the, the blue zones that we've been to, they eat red meat. In Sardinia, they're eating horse, uh, they eat pig, they eat lamb, they eat sheep, uh, they eat the whole lot, no problems. In Ikaria, do they eat red meat? Yep, they have goat, they have a sheep, um, they, um, they probably don't eat beef, um, but they no, will. Because you know, it's too so, rocky. It's too it's rocky. It's too rocky for cows to even thrive there. It's yeah. why I say they go they, all yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, there's no horses or donkeys. I think they must have eaten all of them. They've already got rid of them. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Here's the point. Uh, and, and my thing, Piercy, was that these foods, they it's, you can't just say that these foods cause cancer. And then if you look at the statistics that we've got uh, that you continue to bring up that I always forget around cancer, uh, in, in the blue zones, like the, the the lesser amount of cancer that they have in these in these areas, um, they all are consuming alcohol, except maybe probably the Loma Lindens, you know. And so, from a longevity statistics perspective, the four other blue zones consume alcohol of some form, and they're not dying of cancer at a rate that's greater than anywhere else in the rest of the world. So, we've we've got to kind of say. 
that's that's a furphy. That's not true. Well, this is the yeah. So so for people wondering, in Ikaria, it's eighty percent less dementia, fifty percent less cancer, twenty percent less heart disease, and I just cannot, as we keep on saying, Damo, find us a vegan teetotaler who's been who's one hundred and has been um you know vegan since they were born, and we would love to interview them. We cannot find to this point in time one human being alive who has been a vegan since birth that hasn't had a drop of alcohol and is 100 years of age. Like, And we're not saying that to be judgmental. Quite the opposite. No, we are no insanely judgment. curious. We would yeah. love to know if such a human being on this planet exists. But yeah. whilst we cannot find one, it's yeah. so important to recognize that when we see this type of research... You just have to shake your head and go, what's the play here? It wasn't research. It was just an opinion piece. It's oh, right. To... I thought you were saying, you well, know. Well, it was. I mean, it was. It was research. But, you know, you can find research on. On, any, know, on any outcome you want. Where does yeah. a cat prefer to do a poo? You know, like you can find research on that. It's, it's ridiculous. So, <laughs> like, it's, you've got to work out what it is that you're wanting to report. So what was really interesting um, then in the conversation was, well, what, what do you need to be doing to decrease the risk of cancer if you're eating red meat? And I said, Piercy, believe it or not, I said it's about the speed at which the food gets in and then gets out. So you've you got to eat the food and it's got to be in and out in under 24 hours-ish, something like that, 12 to 24 hours. And it's it's not it's not because the food's bad for you. It's just whether or not it stays in you for too long. That's totally. the problem. It's, right so you got to get stuff out and then i had to explain to dj i had to say dj some people don't poo every single day some people poo every two days or three days or four days or five days and i know some people that don't poo for seven days so are you serious are you serious seven days they are so full of it like that's that's 21 meals stuck inside their guts are you serious you're not lying seven days no poo no poo not even not even a little pebble are you not for real? Little, not even a little plop, the one that splashes and makes water. Oh, I can't believe but, that. <laughs> some people, are that, that's how bound up they are. Now, whether that's sitting oh. down for too long or being too stressed, uh, not enough movement, not enough fibre, whatever it is. Maybe it's just they've got a tardy bowel, whatever. There's some people that are out there that have that as, a, as an issue. So what we know is that, that if your bowels are moving every day, every 12 to 24 hours, you've got a healthier gut generally. So I think, you know, keep that in mind. Um, and so I think fears that are perpetuated by media and shock jocks and all that sort of stuff um, probably ignore the, the other co- confounding factors such as what are they having with the red meat? Are they having salad and vegetables? Um, are they having quality fibres? Are they having chips that are cooked in canola oil and white bread slathered in butter um, and they're having processed meat and it's not a beautiful grass-fed piece of steak or something like that. You know, like they're not, they're not looking at all of those factors. It's just there's a shocking line from a study that came out and then they go and report on it and, uh, and it makes people fearful. So I think keeping it clean is, uh, is most important. This is disgusting. I'm sick of it. I'm just going to just also <laughs> consider, I mean, everyone that's listening, they're already converted. Now, Damo, I'm writing down notes. This is going to annoy people that are listening, but I have to tell you this because we're talking in Melbourne as we record next Wednesday, the 20th of September. Apologies, listeners, because this will be coming out after then. But you have to talk about this next week, Damo, because this will blow people's minds. Um, The other thing to consider 
around this is there's no use eating a piece of horse, a piece of beef, a piece of lamb, a I fill it or whatever, and not chewing the food. And then it, as you're saying, Damo, the body has to work so hard to actually get it out. So it's not yeah. just what we're eating, but how we're eating. And on previous episodes, we've spoken about if we're not moving our bodies and we're sedentary and we're, we're eating a great meal, but we're sitting down all day, then it's really hard for the tardy bow to become untardy. And then if we're yes. stressing and we're yes. stressed out and everything about our lives is stress, 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 then it's, and we're holding onto things and it's really hard to let go of things. And people yes. wonder why they can't go when they feel like they need to go. It's be often just, they're just so stressed. So this is stressing me out, this conversation. This is actually <laughs> happening. Can um, we just trip back to Icaria for a second? Let's go oh, back to Icaria. Yeah, we, can we go there? Because they don't stress there. So can we just go let's there go right there. now, please? <laughs> let's go to Icaria. I love the discussion around the dancing, the Panagiri. I thought yeah. that was fantastic. Even though they uh, weren't at a Panagiri. They weren't. My, they my were TV like, producer hat, sorry to dominate the microphone here, was like, guys, look at the calendar. They didn't play missed, any file vision. Like, Missed opportunity. Oh. That wasn't a Panagiri. That was someone's backyard oh. playing a, 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 like a kazoo. What, I don't even like, – it, was it wasn't right. It wasn't right. They missed oh. that opportunity, but I love that they referenced the – the dancing um, and everybody, you know, staying together. Like I, that, I loved that. That was that was really important. I loved the fa- again that conversation around family. Um, I I really loved um, this. I, I suppose I, I loved the conversation um, that Costa had uh, in the manufacture of the wine because then he spoke about the minerals coming from the earth. Um, into the plant because of the types of minerals they don't have any calcium in the um, in the in the dirt there. There's no there's no calcium in the land, and so what they uh, believe has happened and what they're trying to prove at the moment is that the potassium, which is very very rich in the soil in Icaria, it's the potassium that's helped the plants build a framework for survival. Because if you were to get a sample of that that um, soil and try to grow something in it in a different environment it's unlikely to grow because there's no there's zero calcium and plants require you would think plants require calcium well these plants over millennia have adapted um given other types of conditions maybe it's the rain maybe it's the weather maybe it's the other parts of the climate but these plants particularly the grapevines have adapted to produce the most beautiful grapes and to grow in an arid environment that enables them to have a multivitamin, multi-mineral glass of wine, mm. uh, which was really super cool. I loved uh, when Costa was talking about um, how that's made um, in the in the what was it? What did he call it? One of those things in the ground? The amphora. The amphora. The yeah. amphora. And then he uses the pumpkin. They didn't explain that that was a pumpkin. No. We will explain that to you yes. when you come to Korea with us. That's a pumpkin that they sucked up the wine with, and it was just—it's a great tool that they still use, and they've been using it for millennia. Unbelievable! So many great things. Oh, gets me so excited. I oh, know we we are we have run out of time. You still need to talk about next gen. We're going to talk about Costa Rica in an episode all by itself, and yes. this is going to sound so salesy, and it's not meant to. But here's just what I have to say: every Sorry. single person that you saw in Icaria is exactly who we hang out with when we go to Icaria. So people often go, "Oh, do I go by myself? Do I go? You know." With you guys, people are so welcome. We encourage people to go by themselves and to do their thing. All I say is if you want the experience and you want even just a portion of what you saw on the Netflix series, uh, 
live to 100, then I highly recommend you consider coming with us. If it's not in 2024, it could be in 2077 when Damo and I are... You'll be 100 and I'll be 96 or whatever it is. But, <laughs> but the point is there is something very special about doing this as a group because we come back from Ikadia and I saw Jenny Andrews is here on our Facebook Facebook Live and she went nuts like in the best way. She re, she transformed her life when she came back from Ikadia um, as a number Didn't of she? people do. But here's the thing. You've got like a community to converse about the shifts and changes that are very deep and meaningful and almost um, – they go against the grain of a lot of things in Australian culture. So it's very important to have that group of people around you that understand the processes. Like I said recently, Hillary King Sullivan walking 7Ks to work each morning. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're like, what are you doing? Don't you have a car? You know, <laughs> so I just think that's something to be very mindful of. For people that are considering that, just go to 100notout.com. You'll see the dates. You'll see the info. You'll see the Panagetti's for real. Um, you'll see what it's all about. Damo, we're going to talk big, big things. I know the, the B is in your bonnet. We're going to have a big chat on the next episode of 100 Not Out. Thanks again for your wisdom as always, great man. And I know this isn't right, but I look forward to seeing you next week in Melbourne. For everyone listening, we've already done it, but can't wait to see you, brother. <laughs> same, same, mate. Can't wait. Uh, thanks for joining us, listeners, viewers. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.